Welcome one and all to another edition, another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, a weekly podcast where me, Andy Bush, producer Brian over there, we've got Jess over there, who's also a producer in many ways. We meet up, we chat, we play board games and just try and shut out the madness of the outside world and we're very honoured that you could join us. This is episode three. Thank you to everyone who's subscribed and downloaded so far. We absolutely love all the comments and stuff that have been coming back into us. We really appreciate that and keep them coming in. This is episode three. In this episode, uh, we're talking about board games that deal with power and politics. Just give a little rustle in case people miss what you're doing right the way through the <laughs> I intro. really tried to sneak a little Scotty egg and it didn't work. Jess has got a, a, a see-through carrier bag with what it looks like um, crumbled up shop, sh- shop floor soiled quite... foods on the bottom of it. It's like, it's a, well, it's from a little buffet that I had myself and I thought I'd bring in some snacks. You made this for yourself, did you? Well, no, it's all from like Iceland and I just chucked it in the oven. It's got but half I've... a scotch egg in there. What are the other bits on the right hand side? Oh, the there's back? like this sweaty um, cheese wrapped in parmesan, <laughs> but it's like not been in the fridge for like an hour and a half. It's really not that sad. It looks from me here like what I would describe as a death row doggy bag. I mean, yeah, it looks pretty You know great. when you have a death row meal? It's a little bit like that. You can have anything you want. Is it a veggie uh, scotch egg or is it scotch scotch egg? It's a scotch scotch egg. Okay, so what you, you've brought snacks in just for you that you're going to eat right the way through the podcast. Is that well, right? Well, yeah. Do you know what? I did bring them in in the hope that I would eat them before I got here. And now I'm so hungry that I'm just going to have to eat them during this. I knew that you two were going to be like, me, 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 bring us in, me, 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 If you could just be cool with it, that would be great. It's nice to start off with an argument, isn't it? If she's eating a scotch egg, I want to eat my banana. No, no, man. And I want to make eye contact with both of you as I'm doing it. I'm not. I'm not Please watching don't. you. I'm not being in the vicinity of you eating a banana. Mm. If you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Like I said, on Instagram, we're at Board Game Thing. So, games about politics and power. Uh, so, these are kind of cool games, whether uh, you want to sit down with some friends and uh, do some deals and backstabbing and all that kind of thing. Just a little bit like how politics are these days. Uh, to kick things off, we wanted to try and see whether we could predict the outcome of the US election, which I think the results are in pretty much at the same time that this podcast has been released. Uh, we played a fantastic game, which I'm going to put my hands up and say it's pretty hard to get hold of at the moment. I think it's out of print at the moment, but they might be doing a second run at some point. It's called Campaign Trail by Cos- Cosmic Wombat Games, cracking name for a games company. Uh, and essentially, um, it's a board game. You've got a big map of America, all the different states and you place your little meeples of three different colours, red for the Republican uh, character, blue for Democrat, yellow for Jess over there who was the independent and you've got to try and spread out across the country doing stuff like uh, campaign debates and there's a TV debate thing which was brilliant, uh, jet setting around left, right and centre and and at the end of it you have the big election and we ended up with an actual result didn't we at the end of playing our game. So uh, before we kind of get a bit further into our thoughts about the game, because we had a brilliant time, here's a little snapshot of what took place when we, the board game thing, were playing Campaign Trail. You are the Democratic candidate, so you're Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden, thanks I, very much. I'm the Republican, which makes me... Uh, that was my John Trump impression. <laughs> Rip fans. And Jess, you are the Libertarian candidate, which in the past, that would have made you someone like... Is it Rand Paul was the Libertarian candidate, or...? Rand Paul's Drag Race. Uh, no, no, st- getting confused. But this time, I suppose you're Kanye West. Kanye West, I'm Kanye happy West. with that. Yeah, 100% happy with that. Andy's winning because he you took Texas off me, you stole Texas off me. Yeah. Well, you think Texas should be a Republican... Time for a change, mate. Time for a change, vote Bush. Oh, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> So Jess has made this this big move 
Well, she had to get to Missouri, so we... She's flown across the country. Where did you fly from, Jess? Um, New York City. So New York City to Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. So that's what? That's got to be at least, I would say, over a 1,000 miles. Eight-hour flight. There's jet lag going on. A candidate's been <laughs> off tally for ages because he's been trying to get over there. And uh, now what's happening? Uh, I don't know, because I just went there accident. What I'm doing. <laughs> this is not a, a holiday game. We're in the debate stage. I'm big on uh, passport control, housing and education. Education. I've just peppered the arena with just random thoughts here and there. Jess is just obsessed Jess, with, the, with the, environment. Okay. the environment. Why do you love the environment so much? I just love the environment. You love trees so much. Why don't you marry one? Come on, Shut up. There's no one there. <laughs> Jess... Jess has done a, what I would call a scorched earth policy <laughs> on her own state. She, to, just to take one state off me, she's basically given up five states. And in a way, I admire it. I admire it a lot. She's got anyone less left in the west of the whole of the United States. Let's clean them all out. We're reaching the end here now, and uh, it's looking pretty bad for the Democrats. Andy, take us through it. Basically, we've had a huge battle go on, go on over California, and Brian is just in a little foxhole, camped in California. I can't winkle him out at the moment, unfortunately. Jess, meanwhile, is just, just flying around Traveling country, around. Just travelling around. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not really... I mean, I'm, I'm having a great time, but I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing. I think it all went wrong when I lost Florida. I do think Jess thinks she might be playing Ticket to Ride. <laughs> If this is an indicator of the actual election coming up, Donald Trump has won the election against Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe Biden. Apologies, by... 72 votes. 72 votes in the Electoral College. Kanye West was, was, (laughs) I mean, fair play. He had a great time travelling around. I had a really good time. What was your favourite place you went to see when you were just flying around the plane? Um, I think maybe that one. The one that I North had. Dakota, North yeah. Dakota, yeah. And it was worth a massive three three electoral points in the, the college. the problem is, I lost faith in the game when I lost Florida. So there you go, a Trump landslide. Is that a landslide, 72 yeah, votes? 72 votes. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it is. That means Trump... I mean, hopefully we were wrong and that didn't predict the election. But you never know. This is the cool thing about yeah. a game like that is based on actual the mechanics of uh, how a presidential election is run. The bit I love about um, campaign trail is that even though I did American studies at university, that was my degree. I couldn't really tell you how the whole uh, presidential election thing worked. That you know was I mean? your degree? That was my degree, American really? studies. Turn up in a Hawaiian T-shirt with a uh, suitcase. Okay, <laughs> when's my year abroad? But I, I didn't really... It's quite confusing, The I would say, the American election thing. So hopefully, by our little investigation there, our, our, uh, our game of it, or maybe by playing it yourself, you're lucky enough to get hold of Campaign Trail, you get a bit of an insight into how things work, which is cool. The bit that I'm still obsessed with, though, having played Campaign Trail, uh, is, Jess, your sightseeing tour of the United States. You were just flying around. I literally just spent my time moving from state to state to state to state because I thought, oh, I can go over there and try and win that one back and then I'd win it back and then Brian would come on over with his big Donald Trump feet. Yeah, stomping everything. And just stomp on everything. And I think as well, with a game like that, it's quite complicated, but it's loads of fun. You need to have played it once to understand the rules and then your second play is usually better with you on that. I think it's the um, whole penny drop thing. When yeah. the penny drops, yeah. you think, ah, now I know what to do. Do you know do. what? Towards the end, I was like, oh my God, states are worth points. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> evident <laughs> at the beginning. That's quite no late idea, for that though. to drop, yeah. I had no idea. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I mean, I feel sorry for you guys because you're working with a serious political operator. I mean, while you guys were playing like essentially drafts, I was right. playing 
4D chess. I was two steps ahead of you each time. It was it was good cut and thrust. I like the fact that we take a state off someone, then you do dirt because you've got dirty tricks mm, cards in, in yeah. the game, which is brilliant. So you can kind of like do a smear campaign on an opponent. So if there's someone in your kind of close circle of friends that you'd love to absolutely trounce uh, in the political forum, then this is this is a great way to do it. Hopefully, no consequences. But I do quite like. You know the thing sometimes you get where people engage with a game, whether it's a, a board game or a video game or whatever, and they don't do the thing that you expect them to do in the game. And they have their own little mini game within it. So, for example, just flying around <laughs> using campaign trains to, to see the whole of the uh, United States. Uh, uh, my sister-in-law, Karen, I'll never forget when we, we put her on. She's like a lovely, nice person. She's the nicest person in the world. But we got her to play... Um, uh, Grand Theft Auto on the, uh, Xbox a yeah. few years back. And I thought, I'd just love to see what Karen does when she's on it. And I kid you not, she spent the entire hour obeying all of the traffic rules, <laughs> letting people out of lights, flashing people, you know, letting people out of junctions, all that kind of thing. I love it when people just go off into a little tangent. Did she attempt a three-point turn at once? She did all sorts of stuff and apologised to people as she said, sorry, wrong lane, all that kind of thing. Absolutely amazing. But wasn't it fun, though, in the game, feeling like you might be the candidate for the presidential election? Yeah, I felt a bit of power during it until about halfway through the game and then I felt like I had nothing, so I just travelled around. You just travelled around, which is fine. <laughs> you, did, you did a gap here, which is kind of cool. It almost makes me want to type a wave at the top of some stairs when you next get off a plane at some point. But it, as a flight of fancy, uh, imagine you are, OK, a candidate for the presidential election, you could be the leader of the free world. Mm. Uh, what key three laws or rules would you pass if you were elected as your manifesto uh, to try and win over the public? Okay. Candidate Justin, the, yeah, get the losing candidate out first. The li for the li liberty, libertarian Whoa, uh, My laws faction. are really good. I think you might um, agree with some hit us, of them. Hit us with your three campaign pledges, Jess. Okay, so the first one I think you're definitely going to agree with. So I think, obviously, pre-coronavirus times... If a train carriage is empty yeah. and I board the train, if someone sits next to or within two foot of me, yeah. they have to be ejected from the train and banned like from train travelling for the rest of their life. Oh, that's quite harsh, isn't it? So you're on the train, carriage is empty. Like, I mean, a big carriage. Yeah, someone comes in and instead of sitting in the myriad of other seats that they can sit in, they sit near to you. Maybe we could call it the, I've got the whole carriage to myself, why the hell did you sit there, law? Exactly. Okay, that's well, good. Just like that. counterpoint on that. Sometimes people like to sit in their favourite seats. No, and no. You, you, you've gone in the seat they like to sit in, or the near there. Or can they fax around? Can, can, can maybe yeah. a PDF sent out where if everyone just ticks where their favourite seat is? Yeah, a little sticky note. Like, like when you chair. pick a season ticket if you if you're trying to get foot, you know, for football. Exactly. You're right. Guys. What about, Sorry, I'm what about H six? Oh no, I don't yeah. like H six. Restricted view. Laws are like sausages. No one likes to see how they're made. That's my quote. That no is one has ever said that before. Isn't yeah, it? no one's ever said that before. I just came up with that. If you have a slogan or a little catchphrase that you like to wheel out, like Brian's one about sausages yep, there. That's me. At board game thing, let us know. Jess. Love that. It may some people may have seen it on the West Wing. Okay. <laughs> that came after I came up with it. Oh, they saw it on... I came up with it when I was twelve. Okay, great. That's Fine. unbelievable. Okay. That's amazing. I think it's actually amazing. Okay, this one this one might be a bit boring, but I think it will definitely help people. Yeah. So I think we need to go back to the times when printers were tiny and they literally just printed. So um me What do they do now? <laughs> You drive them around. Are you joking? Have you ever tried to use one of those huge printers and then there's like 10 printer jams you've got to open like a cupboard and then another cupboard and then you've got to go in and pull the paper out? Like, can we just go back to when you got a USB cable, Yeah. you plugged it into your little printer, uh -huh. you fed it through and it printed. I don't want to do all of that stuff. Are like, you having a pop at Follow Me Printing, as it's called, in uh, this building? Yeah, so right, me, Bush and Brian all used to work in the same office and we have these printers. Till the incident. 
And, <laughs> and every single morning, I would be in a rush to print something. And that is when that stupid little thing would be like, I've got a paper jam. I've run out of pink ink. I would, in say, I would say, though, that printers are one of the few things in this world that have not overruled. They've, 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 they've just stayed, stayed on. They've stayed the same since 1987. Like everything else gets smaller and quicker and brilliant. Printers are just like, screw you lot, I'm just going to stay massive and slow. But then, I mean, do so you know the big ones? It's like... Yeah, the big right. old, yeah. The, get rid of them. Get but, Back to the tiny little ones, like the size of a fax machine, because I am sick to death of them. I don't need double-sided printing. I don't need stapling. I don't need any of that. I Just print that. my document when I ask you to print it. You know who this reminds me of? Pol Pot. Pol Pot. <laughs> is how it started. Year zero. No technology, no education. <laughs> it is. This is worrying. You are a big printer, Pol Pot. Final uh, uh, mandate, please, then, Jess. All TV must have subtitles on. Or, okay, so obviously just a precursor. This is, this is like martial law. This, this. is obviously the, one of the big things for this is for deaf people and people who are hard of hearing. They want to have subtitles. But for me, who isn't hard of hearing, I like subtitles. I like to read the punchline before they say it. You are, you are you're quite a, weird. You're actually a sociopath. Yeah, you're a sociopath. I know, you I love it. You never get anywhere near any sort of power. Bush's board game thing. Right, Jess, we've, we've got your three um, I campaign I think they're good. Plates. I think they're really good. They're more aggressive than I was expecting. I'm going yeah, to be sorry, honest Yeah, sorry. Actually, on the way here when I was thinking of them, I got myself I like it, wound though. up. I like it. It's a point of difference. Brian, three campaign pledges, go. OK, first of all, uh, lanes for pedestrians. Yes. This is not such a big issue now. We're in a COVID society where the streets are empty, like in 28 Days Later. But, but you know, in the old days when Oxford Street or whatever street you have near you, which is busy... Uh, was just was just full of people. You get the dawdlers dawdling around, and you, get, and you get the people that are on a mission. They're getting, they're going somewhere. What you have is you have fast lanes. If you're in that fast lane, you and you're not going fast, get out of the fast lane. Could, could we have walking walking cops as well? Because obviously we've got travel traffic cops for driving yep. around at speed for the roads. Could they be walking around and yep, pull just people issuing tickets on the spot fines? Because Brilliant. I do, I don't like dawdlers. No. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know like what you mean. Sunday walkers, I call them. But although I'd give anything these days now, because everything's so quiet, you start to reminisce about this. I'd give anything to accidentally go into the back of someone who stopped to look at their phone whilst I'm walking around Debenhams. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd no. give anything for that. Yeah, true. OK, that's the first one. Second one. <sighs> no more small dogs. What? Oh, I don't no. like small dogs. Oh, my. Do you remember in the old days, right? You know, in the old days, everyone used to have a, a dog and it would be a dog. It'd Proper a big. Dog, big uh, up dog. to your waist. Yeah, give it a can of Guinness for Christmas. <laughs> Take it for long walks. And now you get these little, like, rat things little... that, are, that are, like, little, like, French bulldogs. And they wear, like, um, they've got, like, mini puffer jackets. Yeah, they've that. got shoes on and they're, like, little rats. They're more like rats than dogs. I would just, I, I'm not saying we should, no way. Where, we? where would the I'm, dogs be taken to? I, no, current... I would say let them, let them in, let, let them just... Run their contracts out. Run their contracts out. We don't replace them. We just don't breed them anymore. Okay, I like that. That's, uh, um, that's interesting. What about sausage dogs? Oh, they, they, they count, I'm afraid. Absolutely not, Brian. They are my favourite dog in the whole world. No. So there's, a a big, there's a big, a dog. big flick. Uh, a dog should be able to keep pace with you. There's friction here between the, the uh, libertarian candidate and the Republican candidate. A sausage candidate. dog can keep pace with you? If you're walking very slowly, it can. That is your Sausage dogs evil. always remind me. Remember there was a toy when you were a kid where you pull along a wooden dog with like wooden yeah. wheels and flappy feet. It looks a bit like that. Maybe I'll get with Brian's uh, rule on that. For me, my three laws are as follows. If I was to be elected uh, leader of the free world, first one, a nationwide cargo pants amnesty. Someone happens to fellas when they go, go beyond 40, no. where you just end up with loads of cargo yeah, shorts. No, I'm, I'm past 40. No. 
No, well, I'm sorry. You know, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get a say in it. If you don't, you know, hand them in uh, to, for, to be destroyed at a local police station, we'll come and get them or knock on your <laughs> door, like put your door bin? through. Is there a bin you have to, ha- like, throw it in? They what I do, I get loads of cargo shorts that have been handed in by men across the United Kingdom and then I put them on display. You know, like they have a drugs, they do like a drugs <laughs> haul thing when they've caught loads of drugs. Can I be like say, army print ones. Stood, like either party. side. I would head to the jungle... Like, you know, the Japanese soldiers didn't yes, realise that yes, World War yeah, II yeah, ended yeah, yeah. and I'd go to the jungle <laughs> and I'd just be there. No, no other clothes apart from cargo shorts. Maybe maybe a pair of cargo trousers where you've got those bottom bits you can zip off the, yeah, the yeah. bottom half of your legs. Okay, fair enough. Well, that would be, be law number one. Uh, law number two I'd bring in, I would, I would put an immediate ban on uh, sob stories being used in um, real-life reality TV singing competitions. Oh, my God. <laughs> so yes. no more, your yeah. nan's dead, not interested. Yes. Uh, add a bump in a car, not interested. Or the, uh, Granddad would have loved this. Don't care an iota. You're not allowed in if yeah. you're going to even mention would, it. Would Granddad really want to see you go on TV sing singing out a tune a Westlife cover? Not, re- not really. Not really. Not so. really. So, and I think it's about time we just we we uh, called last orders on it. Well, listen, try campaign trail, and if you get five minutes, let us know what your three laws would be if you came to power. Uh, you can get in touch now at Board Game Think. So let's tell you about some other great games that involve power and politics. And if you want to turn your kitchen table into kind of the cut and thrust of politics with backstabbing and all that kind of thing, uh, you might want to try some of these other games. We've been playing uh, another game called The King's Dilemma, uh, which has just had a reprint. It came out probably about a year ago. Um, sold out immediately. You couldn't get it for love nor money. It's back out there. Now you can get it on Zatu's website. It's an amazing thing. It's a little bit like a Game of Thrones type world. So I think medieval. Uh, the Kingdom of Ankist, I think it's called. You get like a cool little map with it as well. And then you represent various houses uh, in the King's Court. Again, like Game of Thrones, vying for power and influence. And we can't really tell you very much about it. It's a bit weird, but you open these envelopes with moral dilemmas in them and things that have happened in this fantasy kingdom. Uh, and we don't want to tell you what they are because they're so good, they're so amazing, and they put you in such weird positions where you have to make decisions on things. And they, they do, you, you kind of get embroiled in the characterization and everything as well. You feel like it's a bit real, but we don't want to tell you what they are because it might ruin the game for you. But if you feel like you can commit to, over the period of, say, I don't know, six or seven weeks, we might get the same group mm. of friends together as like a regular gaming night. It's an amazing thing because you are creating your own kind of Game of Thrones. I never realised until you told me what a legacy game is or the mm. cons. I couldn't get it into my head until we played it. A legacy game. Well, because some people think, well, why would I want to only be able to play a game once? Which is a fair comment. Because yeah. the, the, the King's Dilemma is, is a legacy game in that you play it once and then that's it. But it's a huge amount of time. You create this amazing experience together. Mm. And then say you, what will happen is, something will happen in the, in the realm, like some bandits from, a, from an adjacent kingdom have, have been caught trying to steal stuff. What do we do with them? And you either let them go or, you know... Kill them or send a message. Send a message. Send a message. This is this is in in a little microcosm, guys. This is what happened during the actual gameplay. Mm. Brian was all about sending a message. Send a message. I mean, sometimes you literally would just send a message. Just send like send a letter, a scroll. But uh, but what whatever happens then is you you put the sticker that is to do with your decision onto the card and then write on the card. So you've created this. It's almost like writing a book together. But yeah, it's a, it's a one-hit game, but it's cool. There's an interesting thing with the moral dilemmas is yeah. that, for example, um, you could have someone within your house is getting flogged in the town square. You would think, oh, that's not good. That is not By the good. way, this is a punishment. If you, if you live in the <laughs> yeah. West Country, you might just think going out for a night out. <laughs> But you could think, oh, this is not good for my house. But actually, it would have positive repercussions for you further down the line. Or they might like it, you know. (laughs) But that that was fun of it as well, that you've got to think about the future within it. Do you know how I kind of think of the game as well? So it's kind of like sitting down and watching a series together. Because you can get every single week, let's say you you all sit down and you watch the Bake Off. Why, Why don't you just 
play the board game instead. Yes, then there should there should be a board game of Bake Off. That'd be, how good would that Ooh. be? Which you know I like about it though as well. Are people thinking, oh, how am I ever going to get a group of friends, the same group of friends together over like ten mm. weeks to play this thing? You can drop in and out. So if a new person comes in, because say say Jess can't make it one week, let's say Gary could turn up and do it. I love Gary. He's, he's a great guy. And he, he's such a nice bloke, isn't he? But he could turn up. He could be House Gary for a bit with his own little symbol and then his decisions would stay as part of our kingdom and it'd be like in the series maybe in one episode of Game of Thrones it focuses on one particular uh, what are they call give us an example of one of the Game of Thrones oh, I don't know House it. Lannister yeah it might be one episode might be about Lannister for a bit it doesn't mean the other ones have disappeared it just means mm. it majors on them for a while so one thing we did learn though through the process of playing uh, the King's Dilemma is that Brian you have no I think no moral compass whatsoever would that no. be the right way to describe it the, the thing I like about games is it allows... Because in, in society, I'm held back by rules. <laughs> Whereas in a game, you can just be... Gl- I love... I just like reveling in making those horrible decisions, being an absolute SH1T. Yes. Just getting in there and then just crowing in your face afterwards. Little newsflash for you. I'm not allowed to play board games with my wife. Wow, that's quite bad. So she She's won't play a game with you. me from playing board games with my wife. We, we actually went back on it two or three weeks ago where... Um, she said, well, let's just try a game of Uno with the kids and see It's very happened. hard to be offensive yeah, in Uno. She kicked me out after literally like three How'd rounds. How'd you get kicked out of Uno? Because I was, I'm, I just, I can't, yeah, I just can't help. Just, I'm one of the, I'm one of those guys that's always like jumping up and down, like, oh, yes, I'm going to get you or whatever. And it's, that's why not a lot of people want to play with me. So it's oh. nice that you guys play with me. Do you know me. what I like about it though? It's very difficult, right? If you try and pitch to people, why don't you role play, get into the character and all that kind of stuff? Because mm-hmm. they think they've got to put a, a, a shield and a helmet on and a sword and, um, and clobber orcs and do Dungeons and Dragons. And Dungeons and Dragons is brilliant, but some people are like a little bit uh, uncomfortable with, yeah. with doing that. Say if you, you know, people you don't know or you don't want, people are scared about looking silly and all that kind of stuff. What's amazing about games like The King's Dilemma is before you even know it, you're getting into the vibe of this fictional house within a kingdom that you've created so it's kind of role playing going on but you don't even know about it so anyway you can get it right now check it out on Zatu's website so what has been awesome about these games about power and politics so far is like it's taking the real world like the kind of sometimes grim reality of the real world but then turning it into a game which sometimes is a nice way to approach difficult subjects yeah because I think no one gets excited about elections do they I suppose well maybe some people do if you're a political nerd but I mean, the the minutiae of the American election, you wouldn't think would make a great board game, but in fact, it was actually a brilliant board game. But this is it, and also sitting around uh, an old oak table in front of a crackling log fire it, as a king hundreds of years ago, that would be quite boring, trying to work out how much you're going to tithe some <laughs> bandits, but actually it does make quite a good game. So it begs the question, this is what we'd like to talk about in this bit of the podcast, uh, what real-world things turned into a board game do you think would work? And uh, you can get in touch uh, on Insta at BoardGameThing. So what do we think would make a... What real-life thing? Add board game on the end of it. Think about it. Dot, 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 the board game. Would it work? I've picked one of my favourite things to do and okay. turned that into a board game. Small talk, the board game. What do you think? What, just chit-chat? Just chit-chat. Small talk, so you're there, board game. You're there, you're at your local coffee shop, which you go into, like, every week. Right. You've got to see how long you can keep the small talk going before you have to leave somewhere. Now, the weird thing is, right, your, your game based on small talk, for me, if I, was, if I was doing a board game on small talk, I will do anything in my power to avoid having small talk conversations with people. I love it. So I, why do you like that kind of stuff? Because it's just not... You don't have to really think about it too much. It's not... No pressure on you. Talk about the weather. Like, it's just nice and easy and relaxing. I don't want to talk about, like, something in depth. 
Okay. Some suggestions on your game. I like it, but what what you should have is cards that you're only allowed to use them once. So like the weather card. Yeah, so yeah, once yeah. you once you throw yeah. weather into the game, yeah. then Andy can't bring up weather. Oh, I, I might weather. I might play my what are you driving these days card. Yeah. Exactly. Bang, lay yeah, that one yeah. down. How we should journey here all oh, the Bingo. M25. What a nightmare. What about the one where you know when parents talk about getting from one location to another they'll go I'll do uh I'll do M5, do M6 <laughs> yeah. and I take a right onto the A202. And then you have power cards that you're only allowed to play once per game and they'll just blow everyone else out of the water. So you would you would chuck in something like, what's the sexiest animal? Do you know what I mean? Something like Icebreaker. Like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about this then? To add an added layer of uh, jeopardy to Jess's game about chit-chat, yeah. everyone face down, you randomly draw something bad that's happened to you that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> and that's trauma. double trauma. That's a trauma <laughs> card. <laughs> and maybe you just don't want to talk about it. You might accidentally play the... Uh, shit yourself on a gap year card. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have a problem on a gap year? And there you go. Oh, that's yeah, it. I love it. Into it. That's it. I've, my, my, my game, based on reality, is just very quick. It's a very niche game because it's, it's uh, particularly aimed at... Uh, Bespectacled people, people spec wearing people. I'm I wear glasses, but I just never wear them here. I don't I've never know seen you wearing glasses before. Have it's you good not? to know you're part of the part of the crew. We're yeah. all wearing glasses. Oh, is that then. why you squint quite a lot? I'm literally like. Uh, it's called Pandemic Shopping Steam Up. Oh, okay. So Brilliant. as about you, I'm at the situation at the moment. I've not managed to find a face covering, a mask that mm. doesn't steam my flipping glasses. They up. need an all-in-one. You what? They need an all-in-one. Yeah, like a balaclava. You need to go to Specsavers. My friend's mum, right? My, my friend John's mum is uh, like swimming, but is scared of putting her face in the water. And he what bought her. Hat? He bought her like. A, you know Prometheus, uh, the the sci-fi. They've got these kind of nineteen seventies big bowl space helmets with a tube at the top. She's yeah. got one of them, so she can put her head in the water to go swimming at the local pool in Torquay, but not get her face wet. Oh my! That could God. be it. Maybe that's it. Is there she a go. cat? Is this mum a cat? No, she's not. As far as I can tell, she's not a, she's not a cat. She okay. just doesn't like the water. So what would your game, how would it work? What, you've got to... Just get, get, yeah, your get shopping before you're... Um... Oh, and your glasses are slowly steaming up from the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's okay. like a timer type thing. I don't know. Maybe it's like a real real life action. And you mentioned sausages then again. Can you please give us the uh, catchphrase from earlier on? Because I love it so much. Laws are like sausages. Everyone likes them, but no one likes to see how they're made. Gets a bit better every time I hear I know, it. I, I, like I say, yeah, Google right. it. It will come up with other people who have said it first, but it definitely is me. Get in touch now if you have an amazing real-life thing that you think would make a brilliant board game at Board Game Thing. It's about this time during the podcast that uh, Jess and I like to switch off slightly. Check yeah, our, I go on my phone, actually. I, I play Candy Crush Saga. Why are you and going to be like that? we present to you Brian's amazing board game fact. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Fact for this week is probably about one of the most, I would call it the most boring, one of the most boring board games ever. What? Scrabble. 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 It's terrible. It's it's a boring board game. I can't really spell either. I can't spell either. Yeah, and part of it is like middle class people play it quite a lot. It, It is good though. It is fun. Um, the most really? fun about it is actually having arguments about what and what is and isn't a word. Today's fact is a bit of a quick one because I'm saving some of the more explosive ones for later in the series. Brilliant. It's about Scrabble. Do you know what the, the, the highest score you can get on Scrabble is, what the word is? Are you more? Is, it, is it a Welsh town? Or is it the Welsh word for service station? Clinweneth goch goch goch. Not that one, no. Um, no, I didn't. In that case, then, Jess, any ideas? Um, is it going to be a one with a lot of, like... Z- uh, no, Z- Z's in it or something? Zatu. Is Zatu the word? Zatu. 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 That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, I, I don't know. I was just asking you guys. Do you guys? But that's not a fact, is it? If you oh, just sorry, ask sorry. us a question. Um, well, up until 10 years ago, it would have been Czechoslovakian. 
right. Right. Uh, but then 10 years ago, they allowed uh, names to be used in Scrabble. They changed the official rules to let names. Names, oh. names and to be allowed. But before that, say... Uh, Andy Bush couldn't have been in Scrabble. Now it can be in Scrabble. Well, my full real surname is Bushenfeld. Bushenfeld would be a good So one. I'd have absolutely aced out on that, wouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. So now, uh, the highest possible scoring word, uh, assuming you get the right triple and double letter tiles involved in it, yeah. the highest possible score would be Nez Netzahua Koitl, which is... <laughs> is that Klingon? <laughs> it sounds Klingon. It's an ancient uh, Aztec philosopher. I feel like you may have invoked a spirit with that particular sentence. Let me spell it for you. N-E-T-Z-A-H-U-A-L-C-O-Y-O-T-L. You get your pint tipped over you if you came out with that one. Imagine if you laid that down. It's got no vowels in it, is it? It's got an O, an A, an E. How many points? How many points is that? Okay, so like I said before, providing there's optimal conditions, you get all the right triple and double letters tiles involved. Right. A whopping... 1,242 points. Shut up. I That's didn't even know you could get that many. It's amazing, that. Yeah. So if you want to play Scrabble for cash, yep. get, what's the word again? Netzahoyakotl. <laughs> ancient Aztec uh, philosopher. <laughs> lived round about the period, he lived in the area where Mexico is now. Oh, maybe that's Mayan. That's probably Mayan rather than Aztec. Sorry, apologies. But, you know, there you go. That is so, a, it's, a, it's quite a... Um, an underwhelming end to this week. You know, I know, I know, no. I know. But I'm just, I'm just thinking that it's a way of you could use that to try and win the game. Don't go for any other words. Just, just hoard wait. the letters for the whole game, and just a, it's a it's a one stop <laughs> shop policy. Just try and build that word and then lay it down. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, we will post up that word so you can do Brian's idea of just completely hunkering down and waiting for those words, to, those letters to come in, so you can bag that big score at board game thing. Here are some of the games that deal with power and politics and brokering and arguing and rolling around on the kitchen floor that you can buy right now on the Zatu website. Uh, Game of Thrones, the board game. That's a thing. It's supposed to be brilliant Ooh. as well. Uh, lots of betrayal and backstabbing. And Is there a dragon? Is there dragons in Game of Thrones? Yes, Never there's, watched it? Of course there's dragons in Game of Thrones. I find it fascinating because there's people who won't touch fantasy with a barge pole. My wife's one of those. She, the minute she, she realised dragons were in it, she was like, not getting involved. But there's loads of people who, who watch yeah. it who you think normally wouldn't they wouldn't watch Lord of the Rings, would they? So with this board game, is it going to be a bit sexy? Because apparently um, Game of Thrones is a bit sexy. That's good. If, I think if you're going to play it, you've probably got to just oil up a little bit. Just get oil up and put some kind of candlelight on. That would... I oil up anyway for all board games. So. <laughs> that, is, that is your rule, isn't it? That's why we can't go to drafts again. Uh, Diplomacy, the award-winning game of political intrigue and military power in Imperial Europe. Mm. That's quite the tough sell. Uh, The Resistance Avalon pits the forces of good and evil in a battle to control the future of civilization. This is one of those games where you don't have a board, but you've got like hidden characters. And here's one that I really want to play that I haven't played. And this is another game that was out in like the 70s and 80s, went out of print. It was like £150 to buy the game. It it was on the black market and all this kind of thing. But it's back and you can get it on Zatu's website. The Amazing Dune. Uh, the game about oh. the iconic Frank Herbert book uh, made by Gale Force Nine Games, and it's like secret hidden agendas and backstabbing and trying to control spice, isn't it? The spice in June. Spice Wars. It's all about they use spice to travel faster than light. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Be great. I only came to June quite late, and I watched the film and read the books, thinking it was going to be a big space opera style sci-fi action thing yeah. and actually the more you when you talk about that game there actually it is a lot about intrigue and plotting and you know palace coups and all that sort of stuff there's a lot of kind of arguing over spice I like the idea of wouldn't it be great if spice was like a, a thing like, well, it is a thing 
it's, it's a pretty bad drug that you can get on the street and turns you into a zombie. <laughs> Is that what they're on about? Yeah, Spice. Frank Herbert, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> oh, the movie's about to be remade as well, because obviously David Lynch did the original, but the, the remake, I think, has been paused in its production because of all this madness going on at the moment, but from what I've seen, looks fantastic. Anyway, there's some of the games you can get right now on the Zatu website. Should we go back to some more uh, um, podcast listener comments about what real-life thing would make a great board game? Because they've been brilliant on our Insta, haven't they? Yeah, I've got a great one from Ian. He's put stacking the dishwasher, the board game. Make sure all your plates, glasses and cutlery come out clean. Can you get the pans in too? Fun for all the family. I love in that. Into that. Right. A bit like yeah. Tetris. Any other ones there, Jess? Yeah, I've got another one from Dan S., Making the McDonald's breakfast cut-off time the board game, where you end up munching on an unwanted Big Mac at 11.01 or manage to get the coveted McMuffin by 10.59. Brilliant. High stakes in that because there's there's something really like your life's falling apart if you're eating a Big Mac at 11.01. Oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to be doing that. No, 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 not good. Uh, meal planning, the board game from Gaz. Uh, can you make it to the end of the week without topping up the big shop? Every time you stop off for cans or a bottle after a terrible day, you go back to the start. <laughs> Easier to compete a Rubik's Cube. I like that. I like. I, I, hopefully the game would come with one of those really thin blue plazzy carrier bags you get from a corner shop when yeah. you're buying a Ranji Boom. Okay, this is from Garby on Twitter. Trying to get into a wealthy relative's will. I like that. That's, so, that's slightly dark, menacing, though, isn't it? Slightly, it's slightly menacing. You, know, you could do like things to like impress them or marry the right person. I'm into that. I'm Ingratiate into that. yourself to Uncle Herbert, the board game. Casey says, thinking of the perfect devastating comeback in an argument 10 minutes too late, <laughs> the board game. Yeah. <laughs> when you're walking away, you're in the shower, you're like, damn it, oh. I should have said that. Okay, I've got one from Chris Taylor on Twitter. He says, proper sit-down toilet, the board game. Attempt to get five minutes undisturbed by the kids wandering in. Avoid the awkward waddle if you run out of loo roll. Should I answer the phone? The fun never stops. That's it. I, I don't know you, if I even go into the loo, sometimes I'll go even if I need a wee, but just sit down for like a posh wee. Two people have suggested pretty much the same thing. Uh, one of them is, and I don't know the, how the mechanics of this game would work. Okay, this is just an idea. This is from Ginge. Uh, knocking one out the board game. Oh, oh my! I don't know God. how that would. Oh, like knocking one out of the park, like yes. when a ball ball no, gets bold and you go woo, so. bang, home and run. Then, and then uh, Michael, who's suggested a similar thing but just a different name, and it's Danger W, the board game. Right. Okay. Well, th- so this that, is not that's online. More interesting because there's more. There's more. Uh, the know, jeopardy of it. The jeopardy of it. All. Yeah, yeah. 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 In this final bit of the podcast, we always like to, with Jess's permission, try and control her life through the role of a six-sided dice. Uh, so far, we've been fairly successful, I think, in terms of uh, making Jess, Jess's life a bit more enhanced. Well, making decisions is very, very hard. It and is. When that's taken away from you, it just makes your life a little bit easier. So, do so you know what? Actually, one week, I'm going to do it on you two. And oh, you really? can see how it feels. Okay, well, we're up. It's nothing, for you fine, two. Fine, I'll nothing do happens in our yeah, lives anymore. we don't anymore. do anything. We don't do anything. We've got kids. It's over. But uh, so far, what have we done for Jess so far, Brian? We did... Uh, we've had to have a... Uh, we made her have an awkward conversation with her uh, housemate about the terrible art that he buys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also... There was an issue... What was the issue last week? That you, you've been invited to a wedding, but it was the only the evening do, and it was what you would do back to that person as revenge. Well, no, they gave me their, um, their present list. What's it called? Their... Um... Gift, gift list. Gift list. Yeah. Even though I'm only going to the evening do. And I was like, what? Outrageous. And we dealt with that with the roll of a dice. What's going on in your life this week that we can use the roll of a dice to decide? Okay, this one's two-tiered, so I'm going to try and do it as quickly as possible. So I'm moving out, as we know, as we mentioned in a previous role with it. Yeah. I'm currently living with two of the housemates. Yeah. Um, we all bought um, little bits of furniture together. Not furniture, like we've bought a bin and a toaster and a microwave together. And there's three of us. 
So I said to my housemates, can I take one of those things with me? Right. Because then it's all equaled. So first of all, what shall I pick? What do? You, what would you two pick? The toaster, the microwave, like generation or the bin? <laughs> Wait, the microwave has this kind of weird smell whenever you turn it on that I can't get rid of. Um, burning. Burning-y. No, like, no, 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 no. More like dead animal. Like, it's okay. horrendous. I cannot get the smell out. So what would you choose? Toaster, bin, or microwave, first of all? Ah, it's toaster. Toaster, it's yeah. It's easier to carry as well. Yeah. Okay, so I went for the bin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so you've taken the bin with you. Well, no, nah, here's the problem. Here's where I need your help. So my housemate, my housemates have agreed... Okay. That I can take one thing, but now they're kind of kicking off about me taking the bin. They're like, "Oh, do you really have to take the bin? Can you not? Can you not just buy another bin and we'll give you the money?" And I'm a bit like, "I just want to take the fair, bin." Actually, they've been quite reasonable. About they, it. No! Call, you could call it the, the cash for bin scandal. No, I just want to take the bin. Why do you like the bin? Why so is your much? What's, what's your attachment to this bin? Because it's a good bin. It's it's got it's got a lot of space in it. Uh, the lid, it's, it's a good lid. Like, why are you two judging me? It's just, um, I'm, I like I think the, the onus is on you to, to describe why you think this is such a great yeah, yeah, bin. Yeah. Bin's a bin, isn't it? I yeah, like bin. the bin. I've, I've got no emotional attachment to my bin. I've got no, I couldn't even so describe I my take bin. take it or leave it. Are you joking? I like my bin because I, I clean it regularly as well. It's a nice shiny is bin. Is it foot activated or... Uh, no, what's... it's not even that bush. It's literally just like a... Like a push, push on the push on the lid thing. Wow. Anyway, I just really like the bin, okay, and I'm just not sure what to do. So okay. why not hand it over to you two and probably ruin my life further? Okay, hey, well, listen, we've got, we can we've deal got with some that. options here. As ever, we've got one to two, three to four, five and six. Great. Okay, one to two is just take the bin. Do a midnight, do a midnight flip. Just take the bin. Just they'll hear rattling. Put put the kitchen window through. Just yeah. get out with the bin. <laughs> with the bin. But what do I do with the bin bag? Just leave it or just take leave, it with you. I mean, you with, seem yeah. really attached to the bins. Maybe take the bin bag with you as well. I, I don't know. Take some extra bin bags as well for, oh, so right. you, to start yourself off. Option uh, three to four. Yeah. Um, leave them the bin. Say, fine, have the bin. And then when they're not around, just pour a bit of the bin juice onto one of their beds. Oh, oh my God. That's yeah. so... <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't the nuclear option then. This, is, oh, this isn't even the nuclear option. Why? Right. Nuclear. Number five. Don't know how this could work, but just threaten to cut the bin in half. Unless <laughs> oh, they give my it to you. God. Cut that's, the bin in half. Yeah. So that's option number five. Yeah. Option number six. Now, this is the nuclear option. I'm assuming that as you are all housemates, there's bill paying stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. I pay um, the internet bill. Yeah. Okay. So let them keep the bin. Oh, so fine, keep the bin. Keep the bin. Uh, disconnect the internet. Oh, yeah. Just or turn or it off. Down, downgrade it to like two megabits. Really yeah, frustrating. Yeah, dial up. Like yeah, yeah. dial up. So let me get this straight, madam. You want 56k dial-up yes I do yeah <laughs> and we want to make it so that if anyone else is on the landline I can't log on yeah okay so that's your options alright then yeah I'm into it here we go Jess we're going to roll that dice I kid you not it's a six yeah, oh, yeah. disconnect the internet I'm into it I'm actually happy with that one I'm just going to do it I'm going to ring up talk talk tell him Gone. This is you. You seem relieved because the whole weight of the decision-making process has been taken away from you yeah. by the roll of a dice. This is the first time I felt happy about it. And this applies to anything, guys. When you listen to this, try it with a mortgage, potential dates, where you want to live in the United Kingdom. Anything can be decided by a dice. And if you ever want us to decide a dilemma that you might have in your life, yeah. I'm afraid if you if you do sign up for this, you yeah. will have to have legally a legally binding. Legally binding, you might, and you will have to have a, a nuclear option. Get in touch now at board game thing on insta 
that's it. Another episode in the bag. Thank you so much for listening. We want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's got in touch with us on Instagram. We love your messages. Keep them coming in. Uh, have a look on Zatu's website because a list of all the games that we've played are on there. There's a brilliant blog about this uh, podcast, which they've done, which is fantastic. And yet you can find some great deals on there as well. And not pay through the nose for board games because they should be accessible to all. Sounds like another manifesto for my being the leader of the free world. Brian and Jess, thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Uh, have a good one. We'll see you in the next episode of Bush's Board Game Thing. Bye.